Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Drysaddle, right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Arthur Platt. This is Leon Drysaddle. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah. Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Southside, Brennan Escott at the 630 Chet Studios. We have a jam-packed show for you today with lots of components on Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buyer Lease, your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Brendan's at the studio. Uh, we're going to hit on several topics. There's lots going on. Uh, we will tell you, uh, Brendan, just to confirm, the city of Edmonton, uh, Don Iveson and his group, expected to have a press conference today in and around 1245. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We got that ready to rock. All all right, so we will carry that, but as a result, we're going to move Tyler Wright, the Oilers Director of Amateur Scouting, uh, till 12.15, get his thoughts. We don't know when the draft's going to be. Some people might think, uh, suggest it might be as early as June 5th or June 6th. 
We're not even sure how it's going to work. Lots of variables. Uh, we'll have a conversation with Tyler coming up. John Shannon, our NHL insider, will join us. Jack Michaels, my play-by-play voice uh, partner, will join us as well on today, the Monday edition of Oilers Now. Hope you had as good a weekend as you can. Man, there's a lot going on, and there's lots of different perspectives out there right now. I know uh, that just in the last... A uh, couple days, obviously, you had the new documentary from Michael Moore out, and it's got all the Greens upset because Mike's always been seen as a you know a staunch lefty, and he's kind of gone after Al Gore. Uh, you have a uh, COVID nineteen briefing from a doctor in the states. Doctor Erickson's got upwards of five million people uh, that have already viewed this thing over the course of the last four days, and he's basically said, "Look, now that we have two months worth of information, instead of." sort of what we had out of the gate, we need to look at this whole situation differently with COVID. We've got provinces opening up. Uh, I know Quebec, uh, Francis Legault, uh, saying that uh, kids in elementary school in the province of Quebec expected to go back to, to school. This from a province that's got 1,600 of Canada's 2,700 deaths. Uh, Interesting times, to say the least. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Enjoy the new smoke-friendly expansion, Embers, at River Cree Resort Casino once we get back up and running. Excitement. And by the way, when does Alberta get back up and running? Hmm. And could you theoretically have Red Deer North up and running? And maybe a little bit slower approach for Calgary. It's uh, Red Deer South. I mean, is that fair based on the numbers? And the numbers, well, the numbers are what the numbers are. And just to put things in perspective, um, you know, the last uh, statistical update that we had kind of says it all. Uh, As of yesterday at 5 o'clock, 4,488 confirmed cases of COVID in the province of Alberta, which, by the way, is testing at a greater rate than Germany. Uh, the Edmonton zone down to 11% of the positive tests for COVID in this province right now, 11%. Uh, you know, Calgary and uh, the South zone right now, and they, they had the outbreak at the Cargill camp. And as a res- result, you know, that they're sitting with over 3,700 of the 4,488 cases in the province. And look, a lot of those cases, we've already got a situation where people have recovered from them. There's under 100 active cases in the province. Even if you look at BC, uh, a, a province with an NDP government where they've had public officials compliment the people in, in that province about how they're handling things, BC's only done 71,000 tests. Alberta's done 131,000 tests. BC has just 1,948 positive tests. Alberta has 4,480 tests. However, BC's got 96 people in hospital. Alberta has just 63. BC has 41 people in ICU. Alberta has 20. BC has 100 people that have passed away from COVID-19 related. Alberta at 73. BC has a higher death per million. So, you know, you can make numbers work different ways. The general rule of thumb, and one of the things that's come out even in the course of the last couple days, and you're going to see a lot more of this moving forward, is maybe there's a lot more cases out there with COVID. So the more testing that you do, obviously the numbers get skewered as a result. And maybe the death rate's actually below what people initially thought. That's one perception that's out there. Some would say, well, Bob, that's a right-of-center perspective, you know. 
Maybe that's the case. Maybe it isn't. I, I would suggest if you you want to get a little bit of information from guys that you know have been doctors, you may want to c- come across uh, Doctor Erickson COVID nineteen briefing. I found it to be very interesting. Anyhow, uh, interesting numbers nonetheless. Edmonton obviously not as heavily hit. Alberta, by the way, testing at a rate of thirty thousand five hundred ninety eight per million. Germany testing at a rate of twenty four thousand seven hundred thirty eight per million. And BC testing at less than half the rate of Alberta right now, 14,283 per million. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, It's interesting uh, nonetheless. And what does it mean potentially for the National Hockey League? Who knows? Some have suggested to me, just as an FYI, that this kind of timeline could theoretically work. So let's have at it. May 15th, players begin to come back to their NHL cities if possible. June 1st to June 21st, a training camp. June 21st, teams go for the, lo- the location of the four regional playdown sites. Beginning July 1st, the resumption of the regular season to get everybody to 76 games. How they do that, I don't know. And again, it would all be divisional in the four regional playdown sites. One for each division. July 21st, the first round of the playoffs. The first two rounds would be played in the host of the regional playdown sites. We wrap up September 21st and return for the 2021 season with training camp roughly in and around the time of uh, November 1st and then get started with the 2021 regular season at, say, November 21st to December 1st in that window. So there is a range there that's out there. And maybe it makes sense. Maybe it doesn't make sense. For players, they'd have a lot of concerns. I mean, a lot of time away from their family. And what about players that are a little bit compromised health-wise? What about players that have asthma? Those sort of things. That's part of our top story brought to you by Gray Rock Exteriors. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free, no-obligation inspection today. Visit grayrockexteriors.ca. Again, we'll see what happens here carrying forward. But you've got to – there's lots of business owners out to the show right now are listening to the show right now. They've got to plan things. The league's got to plan things as well. All right, as promised, we are going to go to our headliner today. And our headliner is brought to you by Touchback Safety. Touchback remains open for training and is taking in all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. We welcome back to the show former Edmonton Oilers player and now the Oilers uh, Director of Amateur Scouting, Tyler Wright. Hello, Tyler. How are you doing? Good as uh, can be, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. And, and by the way, Tyler, look, uh, really appreciate the fact that you moved around here for us today. Uh, this is, uh, <laughs> I mean, in your wildest dreams, I, I, I can't even imagine what this is like for your group on the amateurs. We don't even know when the draft is going to be. Some people have suggested it could be as early as June 5th or June 6th before we theoretically may have a chance to get back on the ice. First question for you, Tyler. Did you watch any of the NFL draft to see how they did it? I watched all three days. Okay. <laughs> and you could... Uh, what did you think of it? You know, I mean, I think they did a really good job, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, there was so much unknown, and, you know, the... You know, you got wire wireless carrier. You I mean, you got... So many seats coming in, you know, so many different places. And I thought they handled it pretty good. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to have, 
you know, if we do do it early, you know, we're going to have something along the same effects. So it's uh, going to be interesting. It's, it's definitely uh, trying times right now, and uh, we'll see what the NHL comes up with. Uh, you understand, like, as a guy that's director of amateur scouting, why it would make sense for the National Hockey League maybe to do this before a potential startup, just uh, just because of the amount of interest. I mean, the numbers were cons- uh, considerably uh, skewed upwards from past years uh, for the NFL. It does, from a marketing perspective, make sense for the NHL to look at this as an option, doesn't it? Well, it does. Um, I mean, I think it was 30, up 37% on day one for the NFL draft. Um, at the end of the day, there's just no sports being played right now, you know. And so I think any any interest is um, in anything that gets going that's, you know, not a replay or a rerun, uh, I think people are, you know, willing to tune into. So, um, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation, you know, for this draft class, for, you know, any sport, really. I mean, you you dedicate your life to dream to, you know, you know, to have these drafts and, um, you know, you try to make as best as, as you can, you know, I mean, even for us with the combine, the NFL was uh, able to complete their combine before being shut down. You know, we, we haven't had that luxury. So, um, I mean, we've been trying to do some interviews as much as we can on over the phone. And I think once we get closer to, um, you know, having a, solidified date we'll we'll start doing some video conferencing calls with with players that are kind of going to be in our region or you know our area once we start narrowing it down yeah interesting stuff um if we do go june 5th or june 6th you know before any theoretical start or resumption of the regular season i would assume tyler that would significantly simplify the draft for the respective teams because you wouldn't be trading active players that are on your rot. You know what I mean? It would basically be the only thing you'd be drafted, I would guess, would be picks. Like maybe you, if, if you wanted a, a pick in the second and third, maybe you'd trade a late first or something like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it makes it pretty hard if we do this before a, you know, a projected resumptive start at some point. It makes it pretty hard <laughs> to trade active players, doesn't it? Well, absolutely. You mean... I mean, you know, there's so much talk and, and lead up, um, you know, especially on a, on a normal draft year. Um, you know, the talk and the dialogue, I mean, that that's set in place, you know, weeks in advance, um, you know, and then obviously the, the trigger gets pulled a lot of time, you know, within that week or the buildup, you know, up to that Friday or at Friday at the draft table and then the following Saturday. So, I mean, there's a lot of legwork that's, you know, behind the scenes that people don't really understand that go into place as far as, you know, player movement, and that's gone. Um, I mean, if they're, I mean, unless they cancel the season, then I would say, um, you know, I think you should get into, you know, players into play, but, I mean, other than that, I think that that aspect of the draft would, would be gone and would be basically picks or later picks or future picks, um, that would probably be, I mean, I'm assuming, I don't know. I mean, there's yeah. people that are paid a lot more money than I do to make these decisions. So, All right. Uh, Tyler, one of the things that's occurred here in Edmonton, the Oilers have missed the playoffs 12 of the last 13 years. And uh, at times it's felt like, well, this is going to be 
the best draft class in years or this is really and it's I, I i've joked at times and said you know this is kind of like and i don't watch the bachelor but the line in the bachelor is the most dramatic rose ceremony ever and this is the best draft ever you know what the 2015 draft that was a real good draft like there were a lot of really good players in that draft year uh how would you assess you know this year's uh from your perspective how would you assess uh, the drop, maybe maybe the top eight or ten compared to past years, top eight or ten, and then the overall depth of the draft from your perspective. Well, I'm with you. I I think it's. I mean, it's easy to sit here and say, "Oh, it's a great draft." It's not a great draft. I think every year is a great draft. Um, there's good players every year, and, and you go back and and you look at uh, you know previous drafts, whether or not. You know, there were that impact player in the first round. At the end of the day, we're trying to project these kids at the age of 22, 23, 24 to be the best player out of this draft. So, I mean, there's a lot of development. There's a lot of things that got to happen in between, you know, draft day and, and by the time they really solidify themselves as a player. I mean, uh, we're different than the NFL. You know, they, they have, they have uh, you know, the next day it's, you know the winners and losers of the draft. Um, these guys in the NFL are going in and they're and they're playing this year on on their team. There's only a handful of kids, if a handful of kids, that really go on and play in the in the National Hockey League right after their 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 draft year. So, um, with us, we're just trying to make sure that you know we're putting our our list together. And we're hoping that maybe somebody slides. Now, what pick are we getting? That's still up in the air. Right. We're picking 20 right now in the first if, if things were kind of slotted, kind of on points percentage-wise. Um, you know, does somebody slide out of that group to, to, to where we're at at 20? Uh, that's kind of what you're hoping for. At the end of the day, that player is going to be a big part of the group in three, four, five years from now. And that's what your team's going to look like. So... That player is important on, on how we want our team to look, um, you know, in three and four years down the road and um, develop properly. And, you know, you've got big pieces in play place right now that, you know, obviously three, four years from now are going to look a little bit the same. Hopefully they're, they're better. Um, they're pretty good pieces right now. But... Um, it's an interesting time for us, and we want to make sure that we get this right. We don't have a, we don't have uh, much room for error. Well, you don't have a second. Uh, looks like if we do a, a draft before a potential return action, you would have a third uh, because we wouldn't have a resolution to the James Neal situation. Um, and I guess one of the questions I would have for you is, do you have to rely, do you have to build a, an analytics theorem for this, given that maybe you didn't get quite the amount of viewings you might have on potential players, uh, you know, is is that part of the equation that you maybe you know have to resource? And how much video are you able to actually gather for each other? You know, like obviously the NFL, look, they use tons of tape. I don't know if that's quite as prevalent in the NHL. I think it's gone up over the last few years. But how, you know, how did the shortened season for players in major junior and junior A hockey and and over in Europe? How did that affect how you guys, you know, prep for a potential draft? Yeah. You know, the one thing that we do do is, I mean, we really try to get out, um, you know, the Septembers, the Octobers, and the Novembers um, and really grind it hard. And, and basically for, 
to combat against injury, for that matter. Now, no one has ever, you know, seen this before where there's been a shutdown, you know. So, um, you know, we, we've always worked to the fact that, look, I want to get out, we've got to get out, we've got to, we've got to get guys out. And if a guy is injured, now you put up a red flag. Now, when this guy gets back, we've got to get back and make sure that we have. So we've kind of combated that for the first part of the year. Uh, we had our meetings a little bit later this year, which gave us a little bit more time to scout. Um, we had them at the end of January. Um, you know, so you had the prospects game, and then right after the, you know, January, you go right back over to Europe for the under-20 in, in Germany and the under-18 Five Nations tournament that was held in the Czech Republic, which is, you know, obviously a good viewing, and then you clean stuff up there. And then all of a sudden, March... Did we lose Tyler there? Brendan, you want to work on that? See if you can pick him up again. Tyler Wright is our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Touchback remains open for training and is taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. Again, we will uh, bring you John Shannon just after 12.35. Then we'll get to Don Iveson at 12.45. The city of Edmonton uh, has a press conference uh, that ties back into the impact of COVID-19. Uh, at 1.35 today, Jack Michael. So uh, a reminder, you can text us anytime on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your pregame warm-up. Do you have Tyler again, Brendan? Yeah, I think we're good to go. All right. That's, uh, just to wrap up, Tyler, we've only got about a minute here. Sorry, you were saying you did your meetings a little later this year, and that's allowed you to get more viewings in on the players? Yeah, it has. Um, obviously, I think everybody's doing a lot of video, though, at the end of the day. Uh, we've got different platforms. Um, every scout's been told to, you know, do your do your due diligence on guys in your area. And um, we're, we're starting to wrap up some meetings here in the next week or 10 days just to kind of um, – you know, get things in order just in case that we do have to start this thing going beginning of June. Uh, how many video conference interviews would you potentially do with players since you that we're not going to have a combine? I, I know somewhere, some years the owners maybe interviewed 85 out of 120 kids or 110 kids at a combine. How many video conference calls would you envision doing? Um, I would probably say probably around probably 10. Um, okay. I mean, with 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 no first or with no second round pick right now, um, but at the end of the day, really, you you have to you have to be ready. You could trade back and you could end up with that second. So we're going to make sure that we're do, do our due diligence on everything and 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 we'll be ready. Tyler, thanks for flipping times. As we get once we know when the draft is, we're going to reach out again. Okay. Yeah. Anytime. I've got time on my head. Okay, thanks a lot, Tyler. That's former Edmonton Oilers uh, first-round draft choice himself, Tyler Wright. It's 12:27 in Edmonton. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update. Then we're going to bring aboard our NHL insider, John Shannon. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6:30. Chad.